Welcome to the Pixel Palace Podcast. My name is Xana Dude, and today I am joined by my co-host. Zach, I'm back. Woohoo! We are very excited for Zach's return. Uh, last week was a little bit rough talking to myself, but we, we, we made it through. Zach, how are you feeling? You, you actually didn't get it, right? You were just exposed. Yeah, I, I was just exposed. Uh, I'm too strong for the COVID to take me down, um, which actually isn't true at all. I just am a lucky son of a gun. <laughs> I've been very lucky with it, too. I've been exposed from work, also from me too. my wife had it. Yeah, I've been exposed primarily through work, but I mean, you know this. You just look at me the wrong way and I get sick. So I don't know how I haven't gotten COVID at all in the entirety of its life. So, um, you know, let's keep the power streak going. Yeah. So today we have a lovely episode. There mm-hmm. was some big gaming news that we're going to dive oh. into. By the time this episode released, It'll probably everybody's going to know about it. Um, but we're going to offer our takes and talk about it. And also, we do have an interview at the end of the episode. And this one is all about Kingdom Hearts, uh, which is really good timing because they announced today that they're releasing all of the Kingdom Hearts games on the Switch. Uh, the I cloud. know. We could not have timed this any better, honestly. I know. Like, we didn't know that one. No, I had no clue. Yeah, we because we were trying to schedule this for like yesterday, even. Yeah. So it just it all it all works out that way. Um, so wow, can we talk about Microsoft's fucking power play? Because oh like, boy, I thought I thought them, but I was like, okay, good on you for buying Bethesda, and then they're like, why don't we just take Call of Duty too? Okay, let's. let's uh, okay, so <laughs> if you don't know, um, now you know. Now you Microsoft know. bought uh, Activision Blizzard. Uh, it hasn't gone through yet officially, but it is estimated around like sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. Um, That's like the biggest video game acquisition in history. Of okay, ever. but let's just let me put this into perspective. Disney bought Star Wars for four billion. Microsoft was like, "Hey, you know what? Why don't we just drop sixty-eight billion?" Like, I'm, must be nice. Okay, but like, that's just crazy to me. Like, like Star Wars is like one of the biggest IPs ever, and Disney was like, "This is like pocket change compared to what Microsoft is throwing at them to get Activision Blizzard." You know, Microsoft is collecting game studios like Infinity Stones. Like they're oh thin. Like once they get a few more, then they snap, and there's one no to more go. <laughs> one to go. Uh, so there's a lot of things that we want to unpack with this. I don't I'm not a lawyer. I don't know much about antitrust laws. This podcast cannot be used in the court of law at all. Like we have no clue. It seems strange. But then again, we did talk about Disney on the Lego episode and how Disney owns everything like all this media, Lego, Star Wars, Avengers, like so there is a precedent for like large media companies to kind of have like a stranglehold hold on uh, like certain industries. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that with like cell phones, like there isn't one cell phone company, but there's like four that the, the, there's dominate. the big three yeah. right <laughs> yeah the big three um so this is it's just wild let's put this into perspective okay and i want to give a huge shout out to the dapper penguin yes the dapper penguin um, you're the fucking man dude giving us the hookup on all the news for this language sorry <laughs> uh, i'm just kidding sorry mister but uh the dapper penguin has been given uh, us some updates through discord an active member of the community and i just want to really highlight some of the key points that uh he brought up earlier today the fact that Nintendo is has a market cap of fifty three point seven nine billion, so Nintendo, the company, right, is val- evaluated less than what they purchased. Activision, Activision Blizzard. That- and Activision Blizzard is like has multiple game companies working under them. I know because they because like you got to think they have Sledgehammer, they have. Um... Raven, Raven. Treyarch. They have Triarch. Like they and have. Those are just the Call Infinity Ward. Seven Infinity Ward as well. Like they, yeah. So, so because I assume then all of those are going. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, like Jesus Christ, they bought like, and I don't know. I just I feel like if Microsoft were to, well, I mean, obviously Nintendo's not for sale, but like still, that's crazy. <laughs> I, they could. We know that they could buy them. They have the money for it. I, they clearly. had. They had the money. Um, so this is coming up after, uh, it takes, uh, no, not it takes two, takes two interactive. Um, the, I don't remember really what they make, but it, it's a big gaming, uh, publisher, company, developer, all those words. They just bought like Zynga, like the mobile game company for like $10 billion, like last week. And everyone was like, right. this is crazy. And then Microsoft's like, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got you. So do you think that this is in retaliation for the fact that 
the last console generation, Microsoft just got like pooped on. Like, like I mean, like, like I mean, in all seriousness, like you know, like fanboyisms aside, because I'm now a PlayStation fanboy, but like PS4 slapped the crap out of last gen Xbox. Like it just the PS4 just was clearly the superior console, and it was will like, never happen again on their watch. On oh Phil no, Spencer's watch. no, Phil Spencer was like, wow, guys, we really, we really fucked up because like i feel like the 360 and the ps3 were pretty even keel for the most yeah. part um but yeah ps4 really just like did it last uh this past generation so and i mean xbox has been killing it this past year i mean the so game pass just hit like 25 million subscribers oh yeah well and also They're like, about to get 25 points. i think they just i'm, I'm about this i you should um they just sold like 13 i think they just sent out their like 13 billionth xbox series x or s or whichever you one. can actually buy xbox oh i know yeah they're, they're fairly easy dude i swear i still like i wake up in the morning and i'm like oh that's right i this ps5 is real it's not like i'm not i'm not in some fever dream like hoping uh so to unpack this a little bit more uh phil spencer's like generally a good guy and i'd mm-hmm. like to just point out that xbox's uh, microsoft's like gaming division like the head of them includes multiple women yes uh people of color and they also include all their pronouns like they as a company which is really cool yeah, M- microsoft are good people i mean like phil spencer especially and i as feel like good as a monopoly could be a hundred percent like i feel like he like he doesn't sugarcoat shit like because i just i remember listening to an interview when they had to delay halo infinite as a launch title and he was like yeah you know we kind of we, we dropped the ball and it sucks but i mean it kind of is what it is and i feel like that's not usually what you hear out of people out of like you know these big head head of the companies um you know I, they, I feel like they would just try to you know throw excuses they're like oh well you know due to this and that we had to and phil spencer's like yeah no we screwed something up our, that that's our bad and it, 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 he just he's a real guy i remember over the summer um as just to recap we've talked about it very briefly on this episode uh, there's a lot of media out there if you want to read more um, but activision blizzard has been uh there's been worker boycotts there's mm. been player boycotts about um, the way there's s- several things. Okay, so originally starting in 2019, um, gamers were protesting BlizzCon, be- BlizzCon uh, because Blizzard punished a player who was supporting demonstrations in Hong Kong. Okay, that's where like it started. And then we find out that employees uh, are getting paid very, very differently based on things like gender. Mm-hmm. And- color of skin things right. that you terrible stuff control. terrible stuff and then over the summer it really came out where bobby Kotick, the board of directors and a lot of the higher up leadership of uh activision blizzard knew about instances of sexual assault that were reported um in sexual harassment and chose to try to sweep it under the rug instead of addressing that change yeah, culturally didn't they like try to do like a big court payout and they were like and everyone was like, no, let's not. <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of people, I would, myself included, I've not purchased a Blizzard I haven't game either. or played a Blizzard game since uh, this summer. Um, I, but, I mean, I haven't played a Blizzard game in God knows how many years. Yeah. But even I, then, it's like, there's, there's just so many other companies out there to support. Um, but we do have some, I don't really know if it's good news. Okay. So uh, up until this point, about halfway through the day, just today, so this is breaking on Tuesday, Bobby. Bobby Kotick is the person that people are asking to step down. He was the CEO, uh, made a lot of the decisions about, you know, keeping this under wraps. And so as of right now, Bobby Kotick will remain Blizzard CEO um, until the acquisition goes through. Okay, originally we thought that he was going to remain in his role. I was just going to say, there's no, like, I'm sorry, but there is no way Microsoft is going to be like, is was going to keep him on regardless. So... It, I don't know. I don't know if Phil Spencer's doing this because, like, I can fix this. Because over the summer, they had tweet. uh, Phil Spencer tweeted out, like, we really need to um, like reevaluate our relationship with this company, Mm. um, hosting their games on our platform. Right. This is going to be how they deal with it. I don't know, but as of right now, update IGN. uh, Thank you, Dapper Penguin, for you know the continuous updates throughout the day. Codex future at Activision Blizzard after Xbox acquisition is likely that he's going to leave after the deal closes and he's going to leave with a huge chunk of change um he's not getting fired it's just part of the deal Ugh. unfortunately there's tomato 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 there's not going to be a ton of repercussions um as it seems for him individually but That's... hopefully this does spark kind of like a culture change at 
these game development just, companies. Yeah, just an all game development company. I, I hope so too, but yeah, it just it, it sucks. It's annoying that he's basically getting off scot free. Um, but whatever. Uh, you know, uh, one less pig in the in the industry is good for us, I suppose. Yeah, and you know that there. Xbox owns Microsoft owns so so many IPs. I know. Now. Think I, about all the IPs that they just picked up. Overwatch, right. all the Call of Duties, uh, World World of Warcraft. Yep. I mean, now they got uh, Bethesda stuff. So they, they, I mean, they're gonna. I, I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you in this constant generation. I mean, it, it's a meme at this point that Elder Scrolls Six isn't coming out, but it's gonna come out this generation. We're definitely probably uh, like I would be flabbergasted if there wasn't a new Fallout as well from Bethesda. Um, like yeah, maybe in like ten years. But, well, you know. Um, but so this begs the question, though: Is Call of Duty now going to be an Xbox exclusive, like a Microsoft exclusive shooter? They did. Uh, he the Xbox tweeted out that they're not in plans to like separate that. Because I was gonna say IP I, from. They're not gonna like rip it out, right? You know I because I, mean? I was gonna and like. I, my gut was gonna say no because I've seen people talking about it like on my Facebook and stuff, and they're like, "Oh my God, well that sucks. We're never gonna get a Call of Duty again if we're PlayStation players." And I was like, "Call of Duty's been around too long. Like that would be, I, I feel like that would be business suicide." You okay. know what I mean? Like we, Call of Duty's like one oh, of the yeah. biggest selling shooters. My students were talking about this all day. They're like, "Oh, if, if Call of Duty becomes like console exclusive, like that's gonna suck." And I was like, "Ah, oh, let's not jump the gun. This happened like three hours ago." Also, yeah. we have work to do <laughs> uh, but here are just some of the bigger oh my god yeah i need to move this uh holy yeah so, activision blizzard's the bigger than you would thought wow yeah <laughs> what, okay what are the odds we're gonna get a new one of these soon guitar, <laughs> guitar hero. hero they own it honestly <laughs> dude the sky's the limit now okay though. okay let's go through some of the bigger ones call of duty yep candy, candy crush, crush crash, crash bandicoot diablo dj hero empire earth we, we don't care about that. uh geometry wars that's a great one hearthstone guitar hero guitar hero um uh, heroes of the storm or skylanders skylanders like, what i don't i don't spyro, know spyro the dragon uh yep Starcraft. Starcraft. I haven't seen one of those in a while. Wow. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yes, Tony Hawk. Yep. And wow. World of Warcraft. And oh, whatever man. Zork is. If Dude. you like Zork and you're Yo, a fan of it. Yo, you've never played Zork? You're blind. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I had you pull for a minute. Um, Pretty wild, if you ask me, honestly. So I feel like, you know, and it's all, it's always so funny. The word, the, the console wars have always been, uh, that term has been thrown around a lot. And I feel like this generation is I feel like is really the first time that it's going to be a war. There's since, we're in the trenches right now. Since like 360 PS3, and even then it was kind of like a more. I feel like it was more of a one-sided and like uh, like because because like I mean you look at Xbox, we listed off all those games, but then you also look at the PlayStation side and the Sony side. They still have a monolith of great games as well on their end. It's, and Sony is releasing their own their version own Game Pass of Game Pass. I know how effective that's going to be. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll we see. shall see crazy stuff what it you... is crazy and there, we'll probably talk about this as it on goes but, oh for sure uh, it, i do know if this deal does not go through um they still have to pay out like 1.8 billion dollars um it was a like part of the contract but well that's a lot less than 68 I billion don't, <laughs> i see this not getting stopped honestly i don't really know oh yeah no what resources we really have to, i mean i but also uh, yeah i just i mean uh, yeah whatever i mean good for them honestly good for them i i hope that microsoft can turn it around because i was texting you about this earlier i said you know maybe maybe blizzard will finally get their shit together now and, and this doesn't happen for like an like almost another year right? i know so yeah. like this is has a really long timeline and we'll update yeah and we a can. lot like a lot can happen in a year let's talk about what have you uh <laughs> what, what have you been playing bud uh i've been playing the hit 2018 roguelike called hades hell yeah me too uh, me I think too we've talked about it i have recently very hyper focused into the speed running aspect mm. so mm -hmm. i'm currently uh practicing for my future career of, of <laughs> a, a not really big speed running community although it's i'm in the discord i'm learning all these tips and tricks mm. from people but uh there's a haiti speed running discord very active we wow. love it um but dude it's insane what the times are for this. So just oh, to go through right now, there's a bunch of different categories, but I'm looking at unseated, unmodded, any heat. 
Okay, so heat are like the mm-hmm. the like, multipliers that you can put on to make yes, the game yes. harder, right? And so we're looking at five minutes of in-game time. It's Jeez. five minutes and fifteen seconds, and that record was broken two weeks ago. Um, I think I don't a, even on a Mac. I don't even under like I don't even under like so that doesn't. I'm count. good at the game. Yeah, I'm good, at, but like and that's any heat. So like yes. you can have it at one heat even. But you actually play at nine heat because that's something you don't know because there's a few of the heat modifiers that oh, make well, the game go yes. faster. Um, but so that only counts in game time, right? So that doesn't count loading screens. It doesn't count um, certain rooms like where it's like the timer room where it's like survive 45 seconds. Oh, the timer shuts off. Yeah. So I was just going to ask you like what because because I I know a lot about Hades as well. What rooms does the timer shut off in? Uh, It shut off in Thanatos's room like uh, when the death guy comes. Um, Most people don't ever get the timed rooms because actually if you turn on certain heat requirements, you don't get those rooms anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It it stops when you're fishing, but you can't fish because there's a glitch where that will actually like reset your time. Oh, really? And damn. Um, what about like, okay, like Sisyphus is my homie. Like, if I went and visited Sisyphus, is my timer still going? Yeah. Yo, that's fucked. Well, that's that's <laughs> and it's a speedrunning tradition that you have to give a, a bottle of nectar, nectar to, to Boldy, the boulder. Yeah. So, you, so I just restarted Hades on my new Switch. Um, I'm not at a high enough companion level with Sisyphus yet to, 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 to um, you know, Butter up boldy, but I'm getting there. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm trying to get that. You um, could do fresh file. That's where you just start a new file, beat Hades as fast as you can. That's 18 minutes. I, yes, because I remember we were talking about Because you die a few week. times. Like, oh, yes. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. D- five minutes. That's wow. Good, good on you people that are that quick. Uh, I, I, I assume they go after like Hermes boons just to like make everything no no so there's there's really like three main like item like uh yeah i'm just gonna back up for two seconds so boons are like upgrades that you get from different gods yes. um it, like like you know some some give you better crit hit chance some make you move faster and attack faster knock back enemies stuff like that yeah hermes boons are important like movement speed and like mm. extra dashes yeah um, faster attacks but most of the time you're trying to get uh, a duo boon where oh, it's like yep. two gods are working together mm-hmm. and they're normally like very overpowered or a legendary boon. Mm. Um, and a lot of times like you have to meet certain requirements to get them. So I'm I not going to gush for legendary. too long. Um, but just if you, if you haven't played Hades. Dude, and, go play it. Come on. It. It's so fun. Uh, so I know, spoiler alert, we're going to be doing a top ten, our top 10 games ever. And um, I definitely know it's on my list. So. It's, it's going to be on mine as well. Yeah. So uh, we have uh what i think that when this episode's recorded i think we have 10 days until yeah. legends of arceus 10 days um i know zach's excited i'm excited i'm not gonna pre-order it i don't pre-order games anymore i've been burned too many times all right at me motherfucker <laughs> I, I still pre-order games i'm not pre-ordering this one though oh i thought you already did no apparently if you pre-ordered it on the pokemon website you get like a plushie or something yeah well and i guess also um if you pre-ordered it on amazon it was only 40 dollars yeah, yeah, they're doing like some sale thing. Well, that's not that bad. No, it's not. Um, I'm excited. I'm there was a new gameplay trailer. There was. I know. The last time. I'm afraid that it's gonna have a lot of the same issues that Breath of the Wild had in terms of its open world, where it's too open and not enough to do, kind of thing, where it's just a lot of empty space. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I still think I'm more so just excited where I'm finally like, okay, it's n- like like Sword was nice and all, but it still was like I mean, rinse and repeat a Pokemon game. My biggest worry is that it's not going to have enough content. I, I don't really care about the open world part. I think that it's mm-hmm. not going to have enough time. Like, I feel like people are going to finish it in like in like five hours. <laughs> uh, that's like an undersell. I feel like no, maybe yeah. like 10 hours. And like for some games, yes, that's incredibly like good yes. timing. For a Pokemon game, though, no. I well, but I don't know. That's so that's like so tough. I feel but like it's going to be so very subjective. Yeah. It is. And I because I that's a conversation I want to have later where um is long good does long game equal good no exactly i I don't think so. no because i don't either but does pokemon short game equal good no no because half the part is like grinding grinding it out getting every single pokemon leveling them up making your team um some of my favorite games of all time have been shorter games no same like can't think of any uh uh, for me uh spider-man ps4 i think like if you a hundred percent that game it takes 18 hours that's what remains of Edith Finch? That's a good one. It's kind of short. Eighteen hours is so short. That's not even a full day. <laughs> okay. Um, the long there's like a lo- a game called like a long hike. I can't remember, but basically you're just like hiking up a mountain, it's like three hours. Oh. But it was beautiful. Dude, did you see that? The new Dying Light. The, the devs are saying it's gonna be, it'll be 
it'll take 500 hours to complete. And if you do it with someone in co-op, like it advances their storyline, but not yours, which yeah. I'm like, if your game is going to take 500 hours, you can't do Dude, that. If long making, equal good. Long equal, well, okay, if you're going to make a co-op game, like co-op story game, don't do that. But uh, see, here's the thing, like, then like under my assumption of the game, there are uh, factions that you can ally yourself with and you are like locked into those choices that shape the world later on. I feel like it's more of a technical problem. So then don't make a co-op game. I don't know. I don't know. know. Whatever. Whatever. Um, So um, the voice actor for uh, critically acclaimed the last of us, uh, Troy Baker, the voice of Joel Miller um, is into NFTs now. And, um, not just in it. We're talking voice acting in it. Oh, yes. Where it's like voices. Yes. Yeah, so like, like, like he will like, I think the pitch that I heard was like, like you'll be playing like, say it's Call of Duty and it'll be his voice over the character or like something like that. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and it sucks because I've always been a big Troy Baker fan, but I'm like, what are you doing we, we here, all, man? We all were but, the and just like that. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing here, man? Like, what is going on? So we're not going to have voice actors anymore because it's all going to be one guy that mints it? Like, Well, to be fair, Troy Baker is in every game. I know. Period. But but not, <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, people were not happy. I particularly have uh, a hate-hate relationship with it. I don't really give a I shit. I try to stay updated. I try, try to stay educated and unbiased. But it's kind of hard when you see like artists getting ripped off. And, you know, people, one of the big uh, things that people say about NFTs, about how, you know, it's empowering artists to make more money off of it. When in reality, it's not the artists making money off no, of it. It's, it's the people, right. it's the people who are only in it for the money and stealing art. I saw something uh, yesterday on Twitter where people are stealing YouTube channels, like URLs and pictures of them and minting them into NFTs of like famous YouTubers. And I'm like, Okay, how does that help them when you're the one making money off that? So it's for well, we won't harp on this topic for too long. But I mean, I feel like I'm old enough to also be like, obviously, don't waste your freaking money on NFTs. But I mean, if you asked me at the age of twelve, I would have been like, look at this little cartoon man; he's so cool. Yeah, but we're adults. Exactly. It's like I understand that. So, which is also kind of like the. The whole thing of like, you know, microtransactions are bad. It preys on the young because like, I mean, a 10 year old's not 10 year old's going to want the Fortnite skin. He doesn't get that. It's 30 bucks. He doesn't give a shit. Honestly, I want the Fortnite skin. Do it real bad. No, like any I, I'm still. No, I know. I get them all. You're an adult. Do it. I, I, I don't know if it's uh, taboo to talk about another video game podcast on a video game podcast. But um, the besties, if, if you're caught up on our episodes, they do a really good job. They just did a Fortnite episode. Did and really? it was so. I, I'm not so gonna good. I, I'm I'm like I'm not gonna lie. I'm like they're all like 34. Oh, I know. Like yeah, 40. I'm I'm I have like I, I'm so far behind on them um, because I found other podcasts to listen to as well. And I feel like my podcast log is just a mile long and I'm like, I have so many to catch I, up on. I have the opposite problem. Like I have don't have enough. I've been listening to the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Podcast. Oh, dude, see, that's on my log. They do a good job, but they do not talk about the episodes anymore. Right. They, they're just like, they're, it's funny though. They like, Yo, talk yeah, about yeah. things, but it, they're like, oh, we'll talk about this for a little bit. Yeah, I um, they just I, argue with each other. Oh, love it. I um, I just started listening to the um, Joe Rogan. God no. I rather, <laughs> okay, I just, <laughs> oh God, there's a hundred different things I'd rather that, do. Cut that. Cut that. Um. I just started listening to um the one about Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, oh, that's a podcast. Yeah, man, it came out um over the summer. The guy that voices Prince Zuko and the girl that voices Korra are doing it, and they have like different guests on. Every show is doing a podcast. Yeah, now. the Office podcast. The I know. Direct, like Avatar. We sunny. need to stop talking about them because then no one's gonna listen to our. Oh, facts, facts. Um, the, uh, they this all is, suck. They're all terrible podcasts. Believe it or not, this is actually the only podcast. Um, yeah, Pixel Pals. Yeah, we we actually bought out every other podcast. Yeah, with all of our ad revenue. <laughs> um, I would also just like to make a point that there is another episode. There's another uh, Pixel Pals on iTunes. They're not on Spotify. They haven't been active iTunes. for like ever though. I th- I didn't feel bad about using the name because they haven't posted in like three or four years, and I was like, they're done. They quit. It is time. You're for done. Us, okay. We have better channel art. We do. Do you want to hear about some weird Twitch drama? Dude, the only Twitch streamer I watch is you, so I know nothing about Twitch drama, so fill me in. Okay, so you've heard of Ninja, right? Yes. Yes. Spiky blue hair. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, it's bad a lot. Yeah, isn't she's like she's like a I don't even know. Like, yes, I've heard of her. Like, like does she also stream games or is she one of those like just streams whatever? No, she streams games. She's okay. playing Valorant when actually okay, 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 okay. with her friend. Um well, I think you're confusing that with like the the hot tub yes, like, yes, chatting yeah. meta, which is has come and gone. Yes. Uh, um because <laughs> I do know that like I remember reading something that like Pokimane had a hate raid and she just like signed off in the middle of her stream. She was like, screw this, I don't Well, you're that. you're there. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh, am I? Close, close, very close. Oh, um, I don't remember the person who hate rated her. I'm forgetting it right off the top, but she was live and she received a hate raid. Um, for, I think it's like Jerude or something like that. I don't know. Uh, Jerude had sent a bunch of people to her channel uh, to try to harass her and like you know just saying very misogynistic, not very nice thing. Okay. And she ends up you know taking it pretty harshly. Uh, she, um. This is where it starts to get a little like I, I'm on pokey side. Like, obviously, she is way better in this situation than Ninja, even though she broke the DMCA rules. Well, but, I mean, so she receives the hate rate and then, you know, uh, this person gets banned for hate rate mm-hmm. for 14 days. Jeru. Okay? Yes. OK. Uh, Ninja decides that he is going to reach out to his Twitch, uh, you know, team person, right? The mm-hmm. person that he's in contact with. And try to like leverage uh Giroud out of that ban. Okay. And right. then he like doubles back and said, like, oh, I never sent that text. Like I swear. Oh my I, god. I swear on my I've gra- never I've I swear never on my liked grandfather's oh, gra- what a, like what a yeah. dick. I've never liked Ninja to begin with, and this just cements my point. And so Pokey is talking about it on stream and then receives a message from Ninja, which it was seemed very threatening. It was along the lines of like, like, do not talk about this, like you're gonna regret it. And then uh, Pokimane receives a DM from uh, Jessica Blathers or whatever is Ninja's wife saying, like, this is defamation. And now, like, we're going to go through, like, the courts. And because she was just explaining how, like, what happened? It's not very chill of you, Ninja, to, like, try to get this person unbanned for, like, hate rating me and, like, being misogynistic towards me. And I'm sure I'm not giving every single detail of this. Still, though, like, it's it's just. Straight, first off, all these people are like micro, like macro celebrities in the streaming space, right? So, like, you know, we're talking 50,000 people in chat, like, watching. And they're all making also, tons of money, but that doesn't excuse. I feel like this is also just so high school. They're all like grown adults. Yes. And like, pe- come on. And people are really criticizing Pokemon because she ended up crying on stream and saying like some mean things towards Ninja. Which was basically around like she basically like W plus ratio, something like that. So basically like like Twitch one, like it was they were in the right on this. And people are like, she's acting like a child. I was like, no, she literally got like attacked by a group of people, not physically, but like no, yeah, that that's that's worse than physically. Well, and it happens live, and so like your reactions live, and it just like sucked for her, and like. Ninja has always been a toxic person, right? But we didn't know that he would stoop to this level. At least I did. I mean, bro, he's got to have his wife come in and fight for him, too. That's he, that's crazy. The, that's the, one of the weirdest things for me is, like, he texted her that or, like, sent that to her. And then, like, the follow-up was, like, oh, I'm going to go through my wife. Like, I, like, and I, I don't think they're friends, but, like, they definitely know each other, right? Because they're some of the biggest people that, on the platform. Like, ah, uh, dude, everyone just needs to quit being and just I don't. Everyone sucks. People suck. Stop, yeah. stop being hateful, everyone. Just, just do do your thing and let people do what they like to do, and just shut up about it. Like everyone I don't like exactly. Like it's not like it's not a big ask. I feel like I mean, it's, and it's okay to not like someone, but then just keep it to yourself. Who cares? Like, I personally don't enjoy either of their content. Like I, if I am hanging out in streams on Twitch, I'm not watching the biggest streamer. Right. I used to watch Tim the Tatman though. He's funny guy oh tim the tabian's hilarious i liked his content but i but i still watch i'll watch like smaller streamers totally you know you have a little bit more interaction and that's kind of what i'm on the platform for. right but it's just like objectively like we're better than this and women have consistently been mistreated on the platform so like for ninja one of the biggest names to do it and just be like i'm gonna side with the guy who's being hateful so that's a little that's a little drama a little drama mama Ooh, tomato, 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 tomato. We didn't even talk about the DMCA drama. So every like a bunch of big Twitch streamers, uh, maybe like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, we're getting we're streaming shows like 
master chef uh anime mm, uh, disguise yes, 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 yes. Uh, streaming uh death note uh pokimane was streaming avatar the last airbender for about Ooh, eight hours you know what no it's okay it's <laughs> like she, she she can bring you off it's avatar that's um, fine it's fine and so she <laughs> just kidding just kidding. toast and everyone else pretty but that's big was doing it got dmca strikes so they got banned for about two days which oh. is a really slap on the wrist for infringing on copyright i was gonna say that's like i mean like two days ban for um piracy is not uh, wow that's like best case scenario right it there guys really is because they knew that they couldn't perm them. but that's a story for another day yeah um all jokes aside i do love the show avatar don't don't be a pirate ever oh okay yeah we're yeah. talking about that yeah, yeah don't yeah. don't no don't no because i made i made the joke you wouldn't download a car i couldn't do you remember those anti-piracy yes. like yes I, it's like, I, what if I got I know. You wouldn't, I'm pretty sure one of them is like, you wouldn't download a pizza. I'm like, like, like yeah. no shit, I wouldn't. What if I, if, if I could? Um, the pizza just comes out of the floppy drive disk. Yeah. So oh. we are having fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's probably some stuff with VR that's coming out, but I don't. Horizon. Horizon's v, Horizon VR. We can, Really? Yes. Horizon, oh. Horizon has on, it's on the new PSVR 2 extreme i don't is fucking that know what it's exclusive to the psvr though yes i believe so um oh, dang it bobby I, I know that damn it bobby do um you, you need a playstation to play PlayStation. i have no idea i vr is a scene that i have not touched at I all i have not either um but yeah they announced it like and i think it's coming out this same day as forbidden west and they just announced it like two weeks ago which was wild because for, forbidden west comes out a month from today pretty dope we so have like 300 days till starfield I know. How many, uh, dude, a million years until Elden Ring now, I feel like, but it's okay. No, it's, it, I don't, no, it's, it's, it's later it's on in 2022, I know. I know. Um, no, it's fine, because now I don't have to share my time between Elden Ring and Horizon. I can just take my time with both of them. Yeah. Um, I still need to finish Shining Pearl. Oh, you've already played that. I know. That's why it's like, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> I still need to be Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I know you coward. Listen, I've been... <laughs> listen. I've been getting very distracted. It's okay. I honestly like once you fight Ganon, like I just like that's it. No, it's yeah, over. I'm, no, I'm no, really dragging this out. Well, as you should, as you should. I just I'm being greedy because I have I got the new Switch OLED. For those of you that don't know, I posted it on our Twitter. Zach upgraded. He got the new Switch OLED. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Oh my god! And I just want to. I just. Uh, it was, it was impulse buy. Totally if you play handheld a lot, I feel like it is a huge. Well, and I've started. Bug. I've I've noticed I've started playing handheld exponentially more now that I have it. Now that like it's much better. Even like my my fiance Nicole, um, I was having her do some Animal Crossing stuff for me, and she was like, "Holy shit, this, this actually is really nice." She thought I was bullshitting her, and she was like, "Oh wow, these graphics are crisp, crispy clean." Uh, how's your island coming? Zach lost his island. He was an idiot and didn't save it the right way. I didn't, I didn't import the SD card save. Whatever. Um, it's coming along. I just got the Able Sisters built. Um, not gonna lie to you, I've been time traveling. Yeah, I, you already did it once. Like but that's what I'm saying. I did. Also, I was laid off when Animal Crossing came out due to COVID, so I had all the time in the world. I didn't care if I had to wait a day. Like whatever. I don't have that kind of time anymore. I'm working again. I got, I got my stuff bells to do. Now. I got stuff to do. Um, all right, I think we are going to take a little break, and when we come back, we will have a special guest to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Yay, I don't remember much, but I'm glad to be. <laughs> yeah, same. All right, we are back, and we are joined by our guest today, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. How are you, Zach? Good. Dude, I'm great. You know, shout out to Brandon. He is our very first fan email reach out he uh he reached out to us sometime last week and that was super exciting and i was gonna give him a shout out on this next episode regardless but then we talked and we decided to have him on yeah i'm very happy to be here very happy we're happy to have you we are going to be talking about the game series known as kingdom hearts um in very good timing because these games are going to be released, I think, next month or they're very soon are going to be released on the Nintendo Switch. So, Brandon, give us like a little bit of an overview of Kingdom Hearts. If someone's never played the game before, what are they going to expect like gameplay wise and just kind of talk a little bit about the game as a series? Yeah. So as you guys know, the Kingdom Hearts story is extremely complicated, like the farther into the games that you get. But for the most part, it's about this kid, Sora, and he becomes this thing called the Keyblade Master. 
which he now has the ability to defeat the darkness that's in the world of Kingdom Hearts. And like there's this man named Ansem who's trying to take over Kingdom Hearts for himself and Sora's goal is to defeat him. And there's a bunch of like Disney properties that are mixed in with the Kingdom Hearts games. There's like Nightmare Before Christmas, Little Mermaid, bunch of stuff like that. And it's a JRPG and it's, uh, what's the word for it? Like real-time combat, Mm -hmm. like that, where you're like, you're just hitting them with the swords. It's not like turn-based or anything like that. And you have party members that help you out as Goofy and Donald and specific ones that swap in between each world. But I mean, that's as simple as it can get without getting too complicated with the story. Yeah, I, in preparation for this, I was like, I haven't played these games in a really long time. Like, let's read up a little bit about the lore. And then I kind of fell into a hole. There's a lot going on in the lore. um, Oh, yeah. Specifically. And there's a lot more games than I realized. So I know that 10 of them. There are. And I kept kept referencing games that I have never heard of before. There's like there's like four on the DS, but two of them are prequels and three of them take place in between one and two. And it's just like, what What is going on? Well, people liked it a lot. So they kept making them. Um, Okay, quick question. I think Kingdom Hearts 3 came out in what, like 2018? It came out relatively recently, right? Yeah. In the last it's something recently, yeah. yeah. Is that, uh, do you, it kind of received, I would say, maybe not the best uh, by the fans. Could you speak a little bit about Kingdom Hearts 3? Do you think it stayed true to the series? Do you think it was, um, you know, a good Kingdom Hearts game, or do you think they fell short a little bit? Now, funny enough, I never got the chance to play like Kingdom Hearts as a kid or anything like that. I didn't have a PS2, but um, I found the games recently when I bought the all-in-one package on Black Friday. It was like 20 bucks on the PlayStation Store, so I bought it, and I've only played through Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, so I haven't played through 3 yet, and I'm trying to get through like one of the side games that was like for the PSP or something that apparently is like integral to the story of kingdom hearts three so i don't have an opinion on it so far but kingdom hearts one and two i've enjoyed so much i thought they were amazing yeah i i i've played kingdom hearts one and two and i would definitely agree with that that they were very very good um i know that they have like 1.5 and as we talked about earlier a bunch of other games as well um now goofy and Donald join you on your adventures. And it's kind of a well-popularized meme at this point that Don, what? Oh, I was going to say, pump the brakes. Isn't Mickey there? T- I, so I'm not going to lie. I played the first one. Like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how long ago it was, but I thought Mickey was hanging out with you. Sorcerer Mickey, no? Yeah, I don't think he's a Mickey, Mickey does like hang out with you. He, he joins more in Kingdom Hearts 2, but for Kingdom Hearts 1, like Donald and Goofy basically joined you so they could find the king. Like, Sora's uh, see, trying to find Riku and Kairi, and Donald and Goofy are trying to find the king. So you don't gotcha. really see him until the end of the game. But in Kingdom Hearts 2, there are some moments where he does, like, join your party and fight alongside you. And I think there's, like, a special thing you can get where, like, say you're in a battle with a bunch of Heartless, and then you get knocked down. Then, like, King Mickey can come in, and you can play as him as, like, a second chance. <gasps> I get it. Mickey's a busy businessman, so he probably couldn't make it for all these games. So before he's Zach, thing. he's busy. Before Zach rudely interrupted, sorry, I was going to say, Donald is like the spellcaster and healer of the group. Yeah, um, and apparently, canonically, he's the most powerful spellcaster like in that universe um, because he can cast so. like Zeta Flare or some some weird spell that's just like incredibly powerful, but. It's also well talked about and well kind of known that he doesn't really heal you that much unless you go out of your way <laughs> no. to like change the settings. Yeah, no, he doesn't heal you at all much. It's really annoying if you're in like a big fight with like a giant boss or something like that. And he's supposed to be like the healer of your party to pay attention to that. And he's just not doing anything but dying. Like, you got to stock his whole inventory up with potions beforehand if you want him to heal you at all. And even yeah, then, he'll probably just waste them. 
Yeah, I just I was gonna say I remember when I like that was one of the things that I remember from when I played the first one that Donald did absolutely zero healing and I remember I kept dying all the time and I couldn't figure out why. And now oh sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I did have another question. So yeah. in the Kingdom Hearts series, you are you know kind of like exploring and interacting with the different Disney IPs. Um like I remember there was like I, I know in three there's like a Toy Story one mm-hmm. and there's a bunch mm-hmm. of them. It's what like would you say is one of the more memorable uh like Disney IP experiences? Because you do have like the Donald and Goofy with you, but you're meeting other characters and you're exploring realms. So which one stood out the most for you? The one that stood out a lot to me was um the Nightmare Before Christmas world. I really liked it in the first Kingdom Hearts game, how you had like full roam over all these different areas in the Halloween town universe. And then in kingdom hearts Two, how they expanded that world to include like Christmas town with it. So now you can travel between like Halloween town and Christmas town. You have to save those two worlds. And another one that I found really unique in kingdom hearts Two was the, I forget what the world was called, but it was when they go back to like the old style of animation with like Steamboat Willie and old style Pete. But I thought that world was extremely creative as well. But what were your guys' favorite worlds? Definitely not the Tarzan one. Fuck that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, no, I remember that, that one, that one really giving me such a hard time. Um, was there an Aladdin one? I was going to say the Aladdin yeah. one. I, I like the Aladdin one. one. I remember that. That's one of the only ones that sticks out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it was really cool to kind of just like interact with movies that I grew up with and being like, oh, I used to love the Aladdin movie. And oh, now Hercules I get to did. help Aladdin out. What? Are you kidding me? Hercules too. I, I know Jafar? there's a Hercules one. Yeah, I know. I've always wanted to fight Jafar <laughs> in real life. Um, okay, next question. So... There are, I would say at this point, I can consider myself old being 26. And I remember growing up and really liking these games. Now, as a teacher, I am, you know, talking, interacting with students. Um, Even when I was teaching middle school, there are, you know, there's younger, there's a younger generation of uh, people who are thoroughly invested in these games and really enjoy these games. So how do you think that that was able to happen. How do you think that there's such a large gap or like a large span of age of people that really enjoy uh, this universe and this game? Well, I am honestly baffled by that. I didn't think young kids would enjoy the series still at all because I feel like if I got into it as a kid, I would just be more frustrated than anything else because I know I had a tough enough time beating Kingdom Hearts 1 like without trying to look at a walkthrough or anything. And not to mention, like, the final battles, like, five or six boss battles in a row. You can't, like, go back and get potions or anything. But, I mean, I, I mean, maybe kids are getting into it now because of the Disney movies. Like, maybe their parents are, like, showing them those kinds of movies still. And they see that and they think, oh, that might be fun. Or they see people like you on TikTok talking about it. They see people, like, mentioning these older games. And they think, hey, I might give it a shot. Because I know Eddie Burback, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's one of the reasons why I chose to play Kingdom Hearts, because I heard him talking about the series and how much he loved it. And then when I saw it on sale on the PlayStation Store, I was like, I'm going to get it, play it, because he recommended it. And I particularly enjoy the JRPG like genre of games. Um, one of my favorite games in the last few years is a game called Nino Kuri. Nino Kuni. Oh, Nino Kuni. Yes, yeah. I I was I adored that game, and they do have a second one that I haven't played. But JRPGs just like you kind of like feel like you have a little bit of control over the world more than just you know controlling a character because you're kind of con- like controlling a whole team, and the interactions between the team members kind of makes you feel like you know it's like a friend group that's trying to save the world. Um, so I, I've always enjoyed that genre, and I should probably play the third one at this point. But they do have a rhythm game, too. Um, oh, really? I can't remember what it's called. But yes, they do have a Kingdom of Hearts rhythm, rhythm game. Oh. Uh, but are you planning Do you own? Uh, are you planning on getting uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and playing through that once you're finished with uh, oh, some of the yep. side ones? Yes, Kingdom Hearts 3 was part of that all-in-one package. Okay. I've got it downloaded on my PlayStation, all for the ready. But the one thing I've noticed with, like, Kingdom Hearts games is, I don't know if you guys feel this way, too, but 
they're kind of hard to like get into at first. Like, I feel like those first couple hours of gameplay are kind of like slow. And I know it's like introducing the story and everything, but it's painful getting through those first couple hours. So you get access to like all these other worlds that you can go to. Yeah, I remember there being a lot of cutscenes in two, especially at the beginning, mm-hmm. where I was like young, my attention span was not there, like definitely had undiagnosed ADD, and I was like <laughs> just mashing the button. So I really missed out on like a ton of the story components because I was like, listen, I just want to get to a fight. Um, and yeah. now I'm having to talk to all these friends, and it, it took a long time for me to get into it. But once I did, I was, I was hooked. Like I was absolutely Oh, yeah. Like between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, there's two games that you have to, well, quote unquote, have to play to get Kingdom Hearts 2. There's one called like 365 over two days. And the way they put that on like modern consoles is they just made it like one two hour long cinematic cutscene, And that's the whole game. And then <laughs> after that, you have to play Birth by Sleep, which is like a kingdom hearts game at its core but the combat system is just flipped in a way where it makes it terrible in my opinion like it has a whole card based like combat system where you get like a deck of cards and you have to use them like sparingly and all this it's confusing so i just skip that and then kingdom hearts 2 for the first like four or five hours you're playing that game you have to play it as this character roxas And without playing like the three, six, five over two days of birth by sleep, that whole like five hours is ridiculously confusing because you're like, why am I playing as this character? Why do they keep saying he's like half of Sora? Who's this organization 13? I feel like it was just a mess. (laughs) And I I know the answer to those questions now because I did some research, but at the time I, I, I also had those, I was like, who are these people? Um, <laughs> and I did, well, you said the card based game, like, I don't know why, but I, that does sound really interesting to me. Like I love card video games. Oh, so please, I don't, was, don't, don't, like you don't know why you love card builders. I, I do. I love a good card builder game. Um, well, some people love that game, but for me, it just, I could not deal with the combat. Yeah. And that's very understandable because you're expecting one thing and then you get another. Is there anything that you would want to tell people who have never played these games before, but are, like inter- yeah, are interested <laughs> in getting into it? What would you tell them to maybe ease them in or just kind of like help them get a better grasp of it? I would say that they're very much worth a game series to like invest in, but they shouldn't feel like daunted by all of the lore that there is surrounding the series. Like there are 10 games, but you don't have to play all 10 games to get the full story. Like if they play the first one, they can watch YouTube videos of the two games that are in between Kingdom Hearts one and two and still get Kingdom Hearts two pretty well. Um, They are a slow burn at first. And if you just push through that like beginning part, you're going to find a world of games that you would have never thought you would love. Well, that's very inspiring to hear. Zach, do you have anything you'd like to ask? I don't want to take all the questions. Not really. I, you know, it's funny. Like I said, I played the first one, but it was so long ago that I don't really remember it. And I remember not enjoying the story for whatever reason. And I think that's why I never jumped into it. And then as I got older, I heard like, oh, it's so confusing. Don't even bother. And I even had a friend who said, ah, just play for the gameplay. Who cares about the story? But I just can't do that. I can't wrap my head around not understanding the story if I'm playing the game. So I think that's why I've never really revisited. However, when I saw that Kingdom Hearts 3 was doing a Toy Story world, um, boy, I was really tempted to just get it and, and get to the Toy Story world, do that and be like, okay, I'm good, done. I mean, that is one aspect that I feel is important to the Kingdom Hearts games is the worlds because they are so much fun to explore. Like, I mean, I'm not a huge any... Disney fan. So like, yeah, it, I feel like it's a match made in heaven for me, but for there's something about it where I just, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm too scared to go into it. I mean, are you also a Final Fantasy fan too? And see, that's my thing. Not at all. I don't like Final Fantasy a single bit. <laughs> well. And you, no, I'm a fake not. gamer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Internet. You might not be a big Kingdom Hearts fan then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like Final Fantasy. Um, I haven't played the last however many, but growing up, I was always a big Final Fantasy person. But mm-hmm. 
Um, there's going to be a lot of new players, I think, to the Kingdom Hearts franchise with this release on the Switch. Oh, 100%. Um, oh, it, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I feel like a bunch of kids are going to probably see that game for the Switch, see like Goofy and Donald on the cover and go, Mom, get me that one. Yeah, as they get crushed in the turn, like in the combat. <laughs> I, I had the misconception that it was turn based. And now that I remember. Yeah, um, it, it's like real time action, which I really did enjoy yeah. because some turn based JRPGs like um, can get a little grindy. Um, yeah. And you like, I don't know if you played the Persona series at all. I have not. That's one where it's wicked grindy. Yes. I have like, not. Per- people tell me to all the time, but I don't think I'm. I will say Persona 5 is an amazing game and I would recommend it to you to play it, but it is very grindy near like those last 10, 20 hours. And when you word it like that, where you're like the last 20 hours are grinding, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oof, that's a lot of time. Um, I mean, it's a hundred hour game. Yeah. And we, we talked about this earlier. We are like, is longer always better? And I think in some instances, yes, but sometimes I just, fall off the wagon with games but i think i am going to get kingdom hearts 3 when it comes out i am not going to worry about all the lore because i kind of filled in the gaps today like i kind of get the sora roxas thing um in organization 13 i did read like there's like really good recaps out there there's youtube videos there is reading that you can do that i was able to easily find yeah people have really condensed it over the years but i can imagine as those games got released like you're like even like you know not as prominently known on the internet where you're like what is happening am i going crazy or is this not me right (laughs) well being a kingdom hearts fan as they were releasing i couldn't even imagine how hard it would be because you have the first game coming out on ps2 then the next one's coming out on like psp you have one for the game boy one for the ds they're all on different systems and they all are in like different orders of how you have to play them. God, it's like Star it's Wars. It's a whole mess. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. It's like a full-time yeah. job. <laughs> it's hard being a Kingdom Hearts fan. I know. But I, I have two students right now that are in high school that swear by them. They, they love the Kingdom Hearts series. They're very invested in the lore. Um, I actually asked them a few questions about it today, stuff that I read that I was like, this doesn't make sense. I mean, can you explain this? And they're, they're very invested in the series. And I think that might be because Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, you know, a few years ago, like four years ago at this point. And then people are like, well, I want to know what's happening in 3. Let me play the other ones. And I think it may have gotten more people into, into the franchise. Now, do you think they're going to make a Kingdom Hearts 4 and 5? Or do you think it'll just end at 3? I can't speak for it because I never played it. I don't know how it wraps up. Um, but yeah. I do remember when that game came out, the response from a lot of people online was not overwhelmingly negative, but more like they expected more because there was such a long time in between two and three that they were expecting. Uh, like a big finale? Yeah, maybe a big finale or just, I don't know if the developers changed at all. Like, I don't know anything about the history of that, but I do remember hearing like kind of some, you know, people had some qualms with it. I bet we'll get another Kingdom Hearts game. I don't know if it'll be a continuation, but maybe like a soft reboot, kind of like what God of War did. Yeah. Or it's yeah, like so- same characters and like like you can play this game if you didn't play the other ones and you'll still know what's going on. That'd be cool. I wouldn't be opposed to that kind of thing. Yeah. So, Brandon, are there any other games that you've been playing lately? Anything else catching your eye or any type of, you know, shows, medias that you'd recommend? I am really excited for Legends Arceus to come out. Yeah. We, I don't know about you guys. We are, too. I don't pre-order games anymore because I've been burned too many times. I said that earlier. But I will buy it on launch and I will play the absolute poop out of that game. I'm very excited. What well, starter are you picking? Oh, what starter? I think i'm gonna have to go for cyndaquil oh what are the options uh oshawa cyndaquil and rowlet Rowlet. yeah Yeah, rowlet those are cross-generational okay that's cool i did not know that i know right yeah Yeah, because i'm going oshawa i'm going oshawa oh interesting yeah what were wait hold on can you say those three again oshawa which was uh pokemon black and white cyndaquil yes and then rowlet what is Rowlet? Rowlet was from Sword Sun and, and Moon. Shield. He's a little uh, uh, oh, like grass animal. I think Rowlet was Sun and Moon, right? 
Oh yeah, no, because Boom was okay. Sword and Rillaboom Shield. was Sword right. and Shield. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had it wrong. I'm gonna go with Cyndaquil because that's my ride or die. Yeah. OG times. Got to go Cyndaquil on that. Yeah, Cyndaquil is an easy choice for me too. <laughs> we were, and we were talking earlier. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, I am like expecting so much from this game that I feel like there will be disappointment. I will oh, have my heart. I will have my heart crush. What do you think is something that could go very wrong? I feel like the combat's one thing that could go very wrong because they've mm. never done like a real time like combat type thing in a Pokemon game before. It's all just been turn based. So just flipping the whole combat system like that could be detrimental. Like it looks really cool in the trailers. I'll give them that. But the way it'll like feel in my hands playing it could be completely different than the way it looks on screen. Don't they also have like the the strong attack and quick attack? Like so they have like the different fight styles almost too that they're adding in. So that'll be interesting. I'm worried that it's either going to be too long or too short. I feel like since it's their first open real open world like real time combat game I feel like there could be like a 10 hour, maybe even less than that, where it's like, okay, you've beaten the game. You don't have to grind your Pokemon as much. You're not, you know, there's not a lot of like post end game content. So I could feel that being uh, a problem, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's not too short because that's the main problem I've been having with Pokemon games for the past few years. Like you just go in, play for like 15 hours and you beat it. I felt that with Sword and Shield very much. I oh, beat yes. that game in a span of two days, and I was like, wait, it's, it's over now? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was too easy, and that's why, though. Like, I didn't struggle in any gym. The only gym that I struggled in was maybe the Dragon one, and even then, like, struggle is pushing it. Yeah, I didn't really either. And I know there's, you know, you can do the the Mac, the Dynamax raids. You oh, can whatever. battle other trainers, but I'm not a p- PvP Pokemon player. I am no. in it for the story. I'm in it for, like, the self-contained universe. I don't need the online interaction. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a qualm I had with Sword and Shield, even no. though I did enjoy the Pokemon design. Now, where do you guys stand on like the XP sharing and how they've done that with the past few games? How like when you win a battle, XP gets divided evenly instead of I love it. Honestly, I love it because it is that thing of like, okay, well, I'm fighting a bug trainer and I'm not going to throw out my freaking like grass type against the bug because then I'm going to get messed up. But then if I'm only running into bug type trainers for the next three hours because it's the beginning, my grass type Pokemon isn't going to get any XP. So it's nice that the Pokemon that you use to fight gets the bulk of it and then it distributes like the other half of it evenly. I I personally like it a lot. It's Mm -hmm. terribly convenient. I'm saying that because at some point, yes, I enjoy it, but it also kind of like I was playing shining pearl. Right. And I'm like, Oh, it's, you know, diamond and pearl. I don't remember the one on the DS giving you EXP for everything, but Mm -hmm. that seems to be the case in shining pearl. And I'm like, my team is leveling up and they're so even that like, it is becoming much easier. I have, I don't have to grind as much, which you could, you can make the argument that like less grindy equals more fun, but less grindy also means faster runs and more you know rushing to that post-game content i think that the exp share as an item was never harming anybody no mm-hmm. definitely not but with this you know new edition i think that it's a little bit more accessible to a younger audience um i feel like if you're doing like nuzlocke runs or like any sort of challenge run it makes it easier but it's really just a convenience thing you know? i feel like it kind of takes the idea of oh, I'm training this whole team away from it because it is, I mean, I'm not even going to lie to you. I basically main ran uh, Cinderace on Sword and Shield. I didn't use any of my other Pokemon, but they're all leveling up the same, Um, So, which was convenient. But it is that thing of like, oh, well, shoot. I mean, I'm going to be hitting the water gym. I should probably go out and grind away at some wild Pokemon with my electric type to level them up enough levels. Um, So it kind of takes the like feeling of like, okay, yeah, I'm training these Pokemon out of it. Yeah, I agree. It does take away some of that aspect of like maybe forming a little more of a connection with a specific Pokemon to say, because when you're training one Pokemon like over and over again to level up, like 
don't you gain like more friendship with it or something like that in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like with the XP share, doesn't it um like diminish the amount of friendship you get with each Pokemon? Oh yeah, because if yeah. you're only spending time with like two Pokemon, they're getting all the bulk of it, and then the other ones are like it'll throw out, and it's like this Pokemon's sad because it has no attention. Yeah. It's and then def- it'll get killed in one hit. It's, yep. <laughs> it's definitely like a really interesting conversation to have as far as the Pokemon games, because, you know, we're talking about a franchise that's 20 plus years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, how can they stay true to their core mechanics that people know and people enjoy, but also provide like those quality of life improvements that like a lot of players are looking for or been asking for. And it's just, like, how do you balance that? And I feel like with Sword and Shield, they may have overbalanced it a little bit too much. They're like, oh, because like a lot of the hardcore fans are like, this was too easy, um, you know, and I feel like it's going to take a few iterations to kind of get that, get that vibe. Ready? Cool. Simple fix. Do you want XP sharing on? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, they should Fixed just make problem. it a little switch you can do in like the settings or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I think they, they would benefit from a lot more customization of your run and i feel like with all the people who do nuzlocke runs like all these content creators that are mainly focusing on pokemon games would give them a lot more options um you know to work with and one thing i will give credit to for brilliant diamond and shining pearl they made the underground so well done like i wasted so many hours just running around the underground digging up fossils i thought that was done really well yeah they they kind of took a mechanic that felt like it was tossed to the wayside in the original because no one used the underground in the original. No. I, I, I recently played through it on my DS maybe like last summer um, and I didn't hit the underground once. But in the new ones, yes, they make it very exciting. You can catch Pokemon down there. You can interact with like NPC trainers. It was a really, really good overhaul of that mechanic. Um, so they stayed true to the game in most aspects, but then they elaborated on some underdeveloped parts, which I think made it very popular. It's It sold a lot of copies. A lot of people are still enjoying that game right now. Oh, yeah. People are still shiny hunting, still trying to get their shiny starter. Oh, my God. I, I, dude, watched. <laughs> I saw this TikTok that was like, um, it was some dude on his Switch that showed 150 hours played, and then it was the girlfriend like, well, what do we do now? It says, now we start the game, and it's like me shiny hunting, and it's like the first 150 hours is just him rebooting the game every time to get a shiny turtwig. Yeah, I, I, I give them those people so much props. I oh, could never, after like ten tries, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I could never, <laughs> I could never. But it is a lot of people are interested in it. A lot of people want the shiny. A lot of people have done a lot of math involved. All power wow. to them. But I could not sit and watch someone shiny hunt unless they were very entertaining about yeah. the content. I, but it, it, it's like hard. It's it's a hard thing to get into. I'm just thinking about myself. I couldn't even do it. <laughs> like, oh, God. I don't know if you guys have seen that one clip of the guy who um, was shiny hunting his starter and he threw it out and like the opposing Starly that he was against was a shiny and then his Turtwig was a shiny too. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like they, someone ran the numbers on that and it was like a, like a one in a million or something. Like, Insane. Oh, yeah. my God math man what a crazy time well all for just a different color (laughs) i know yeah i know right i don't think i've ever found a shiny pokemon in a pokemon game i feel like when i did when i was a kid but i probably killed it because i didn't understand Mm. but now that they added those like visual cues so like there will be like a little shine shimmer but they didn't used to have that so i wonder how many shiny pokemon i've killed in my life we all found that shiny gyarados that's true that is true yes yes and shinies didn't get introduced until second generation yeah like second or third i think i think so i think it was second yeah, I think you're right. Don't quote me on that, though. Yeah. Well, Brendan, it was lovely to have you on. Um, thank, thank you, so you for much. having me. Yeah, and thank you so much for the support. And um, how about we get you back on after you finish Kingdom Hearts 3 and we can finally get a verdict on uh, the quality of it. I would love to do that. <laughs> we'll okay. also get you on for some Pokemon Arceus talk. Yeah, seriously. Oh, yes. We're going to have to bounce our thoughts off someone because I feel like I am going to be very critical of it. And I need someone to balance that out. Yeah, because I feel like I'm just going to be like, this is so fun. Because I'm like, I have not hyped myself up for this because I think of the worries that Xanadude has in terms of like, oh, it's going to all these problems and da 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 da. So I'm 
going into it like it's going to be the worst Pokemon game ever. So I'll be pleasantly surprised when it's not. Just always go with expectations low, so that way they're always shattered. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But right. I will say one more thing. If you, I know you said you're not a pre-order guy, but I did find out if you pre-order Pokemon Arceus through like the Pokemon Center website, because I've never pre-ordered a game before this either, but you get like a free Arceus plush that comes with it. I was told that, and I'm still holding out on it. I, oh. I, 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 it is a commitment thing. There's so many times where I pre-ordered a game from like GameStop back in the day, and then I get it, and I was like, oh, this is nothing like I expected. So I'm going to die on this hill. Um, thank you for sharing, though. Well, and, don't get your plush. I know. I won't get my plush. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy it off the scalper. Um, so I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you yep. so much for being on. And always feel free to reach out with, uh, you know, if you ever want to email us again with some talking points, we're always here. All right. Will do. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Of course. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pixel Pals podcast. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or through email using the links in the description below. I hope everyone has a great week. And as always, stay hydrated. And make sure to share, if you like the podcast, share it with people. Um, We're trying to build a following, and we really appreciate it. Until next time, Pixel Pals out.